0: hello everyone um welcome to the marketing meetup podcast so this uh, particular episode of the marketing meetup podcast was recorded live at the the marketing meetup event in may 2018 in cambridge and it's presented by lee karnihan who as well as just being an absolutely sterling chap has some uh phenomenal phenomenal just amazing uh marketing thoughts in his brain that he came to convey uh, to the marketing meetup audience. Uh, this particular presentation is all about objection handling and uh, specifically it's geared at cr- helping uh, people create content that addresses their customers needs uh, and their objections to optimize their experience for the, of uh, a sale. Um, so I really hope you enjoy it and If you would like to attend a future Marketing Meetup event, uh, simply head to themarketingmeetup.com and please uh, subscribe and rate this podcast as soon as you've enjoyed it. Thank you very much, enjoy, and I'll see you soon. Uh,
1: Yeah, hello everyone. I'm not entirely sure if I'm in Cambridge North or not, because when I got off the train earlier... um, as the train was pulling into the station it uh, it said that whole oh uh, the next station is please remember to take your luggage with you <laughs> uh, i mean it's the horrible thing you know when you get off the tube sometimes and i'm like oh, you on that station? Mm-hmm. I'm half in half off in my back and then get caught in the anyway so i presume we are in cambridge north yeah. um, anyway uh, and thank you for letting me speak as well um, yeah so th- this neatly dovetail- dovetails into what john's been saying about uh, understanding your customers and and your audience, um, especially from the point of view uh, of understanding their needs. I'm not talking about understanding where they live or anything, but demographic data like that, although that would certainly always help you, I think. But what I'm getting at here is, what are your customers' objections, and how do you overcome them? How do you help them overcome their own objections, even when they don't know what they are? Um, By the way, I'm I'm Lee, and I work for Hype. Coming backwards, uh Yeah, and this all comes down to something that I call objectionable content. Um, this <laughs> is, 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 I find, objectionable. It's no one's that happy on the phone unless somebody's about to tell me that they are, especially not in England. Go be with enthusiasm. Uh, it, it's, and, and as I'm saying here, what, what I hope to get across is that by understanding your customers' intent and the context in which they're operating, um, and their needs, you can hopefully uh, win them over, you might get a sale out of it, you might get them to sign up, share your content, whatever it is. This isn't just about sales, but obviously if we're, we are working for commercial companies or even charities where you're trying to drive up donations, um, it, will, it will work for you. <coughs> um, and the way I view objections is, you know, when someone says no, it, it's too expensive, actually what they mean is I don't have the money for what you're offering me, or I don't want to give you the money that you're asking me to give you, They're not necessarily uh, wanting to buy cheap shoes, for example, because what is cheap? That, that probably varies with everybody. Um, and if you address them, you're going to help your customers answer these questions. And this is by no means exhaustive. There are probably more, but why should I? Do I really want to? Am I even able to? and the the usual five how when where why and what can i buy from you and if it's not buy then it, it's substitute that word for something else um, and answering these is going to increase the chance that they will actually buy from you or do whatever it is that you hope that they do and from a search perspective they might not do what john said click back so so readily if they land on the page that, that has a nice picture of a dog on a boat well, guess what, they're probably gonna hang around for a few seconds longer than they otherwise might. Um, oh, and it's the other, yeah, key thing really. It, it, people don't always know why they're objecting, and even if they do, they, they won't necessarily say that to you. Um, at home we get a lot of uh, uh, charities, there's the charity season, they all come down our street knocking on the doors and w- wanting to you to sign up, and that's fine, they're doing a great thing. Um, but, you know, I kind of watch them from the window. <laughs> Uh, and, and most people just just either don't answer the door or shut it um, because they've been habituated now to to those charity callers coming, and they know what that knock at 6:30 means. So they don't answer the door at all. Um, but that doesn't mean does does that mean they they're, they're mean people that they don't want to support charity? No, it just means they don't want to do that at that particular point when those people are calling at the door. Um, so I'd say to those charities, you've got to find a different way of, of reaching out to those people. Uh, and, of course, objections influence their decisions. And I, I guess it's an obvious thing to say, but you do need to address those objections. In, if we're talking about a website, then yes, the content on your website. If you're, uh, and this goes for any kind of digital medium, in fact, any medium at all. If you're doing it on radio, you need to address, understand and address your, your, your audience's objections. Because if you don't do it, bottom dollar, someone else is gonna do it for you, and you'll lose. Does anyone? Uh, this is a genuine question, by the way. <laughs> Does anyone kind of fundamentally disagree with that? And I am inviting you to say yes or no right now. <laughs> I know Joe jo, jo has this all about. Uh, well, no, actually, it's down to me, isn't it? Do it's down to you. I'll say that was a no. Then no one objects. Brilliant. But you're, you're, that's a latent objection. Clearly, someone will object to that. Um, so just to get you started, and again, this is not an exhaustive list. This is just a list that I pulled from my head. You could, I am sure, add to it as time goes by. Uh, maybe your customer has no fear of missing out on what you're offering uh, and by that I mean do they actually want to belong or be a part of the experience that you're offering. I was trying to buy tickets to fly flight the concourse a few months ago uh, and when you land on the website Okay, so immediately you got the image. Great, wonderful. I, 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 I remember watching that series. I can feel the joy and, and the humour, and I want to be part of that in a live environment again. I want to be part of that live experience. But also, what they're doing on this site, and the, I love being red oh, arrows, just in case you didn't know. <laughs> uh, they've got this sold out sign on the left there, and this, this other sign at the bottom. 33 other people are viewing this. Well, why are they doing that? They're trying to encourage you, they're trying to, you could say, pressure you and I would probably agree with that in some way actually. They're trying to remind you that other people are trying to get in on this thing. You, uh, you're you gonna miss out if you don't buy this now. And when you walk through this process, you you uh, you select your tickets and the dates and the rest of it and then it, 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 there's a timer as well. It starts counting down. You've got seven minutes to buy this, then we're gonna release them to someone else. Get my credit card, where's my credit card? why oh, didn't I think i getting get my credit card before I got to the thing? Ah, <laughs> oh, guys, oh, it's gone. The boom. And then of course you go on to, to the buy page uh, and it's like www.buytickets.barbados. Where the hell is this website? They're just gonna scan me for my credit card details. Boom, I'm off, you know. Uh, anyway, there are these indicators you can add to your site to encourage people to get a uh, buy into that pressure. I'm not saying it's right to do that. I'm just saying this is what happens. Um, conversely, what's the hurry? If you're not giving the other person a sense that, or making them aware that uh, your tickets, in that example, are limited in supply, then uh, they could sit there all day and, and not actually end up buying from you. Well, does that serve them? Does that serve you? Uh, you know, so if, think about, is there actually a rush to buy from you? Um, or is the, is the buyer in a rush at some point? What's the context of their behavior? Where are they at that particular point? <coughs> You know, if, if we are talking about uh, hiring a boat on the Norfolk Broads, are they at home? Uh, on a Sunday afternoon, are, are they Googling this from work? Where are they? That can often add a, a bit of mental pressure to the purchase because if you're trying to do it sneakily at work, you know, this kind of like, where's the boss gone? Type in this thing, I can book this before they get back, sort of thing. Um, you know, we all see this kind of stuff as well, you know, on, on websites and on the bus, uh, you know, at the bus stations or wherever on the side of trains and the rest of it. Uh, 20% off, or well, there's a rush, there's a pressure there. It's an incentive to make you do something quicker than you otherwise might. Uh, no money, well that's a, that's a that's a key one that's gonna stop someone potentially, um, uh, and how, when and where can they pay, that's just the beginning of it all. Um, this whole list here, and go onto this website as well, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, when you're asking for money from someone, that's a big, that's a big ask, because you're asking them to part with their hard-earned cash in most cases. Um, so you need to think about you know, the infrastructure that needs to surround that purchase, which device are they on, which browser are they on, uh, which currency are you allowing them to pay in. If you're just gonna restrict all this to one thing, uh, you're gonna limit your purchases to the people who meet all of those criteria. If you, if you expand the amount of currencies, for example, well guess what, it, potentially the whole world can buy from you. But if you only accept sterling, well, crap, great, you know. Uh, do, no need, quite literally, there is no need for what you have. That doesn't necessarily stop people from buying stuff. Um, <laughs> if ever, for those of you who've got children, the amount of times I go into a shop and they help me some piece of crap that they insist on having, uh, and I buy it for them? Uh, do they literally need what you have? Who is this actually for? There's a lovely guy, where's he going? Uh, you know, he does have a, a harness on here, um, he needs it, but this is not this is not for the dog, it's covered in hair. This thing, the dog can survive in minus 10 on its own. This is for the person, this is for the owner, yeah? Your buyer is not necessarily the person who is going to use the thing. But in that case, it makes it doubly tricky because you might have two people uh, who have objections and you might only be able to communicate with one of them directly. Uh, Belief. This is a huge driver, in, in, in my opinion. Um, we all carry around perceptions and beliefs and values, and they each, even if you have the same belief as someone else, you may you may value it to a different degree, which will influence your decision to a different degree and in a different way. Do they, does the person want to take a leap of faith, and or do they need a guarantee? Really, is anyone that happy that, that <laughs> this that this they can buy now pay later? I, I you know, no, not really. Uh, but, when it comes to things like this, and the guarantee as well, this is a Dyson vacuum cleaner. Am I gonna compare every single vacuum cleaner on the market and find out whether all the others lose their suction? No, I'm not, but it's a shortcut for me. If I trust Dyson enough, I'll take that as good enough over something else that doesn't come with a guarantee. The other one, we believe your floor is a path to better design item. It's just a bloody floor to me, but somebody might, but it doesn't appeal to me. I don't know if it appeals to you, but there, if I'm on that website, looking at that content for floor, for flooring, I'm thinking this is just sounds like marketing waffle. I don't want to be on here. I want someone who can tell me, you know, the length of the pieces of wood that I need for my floor. Blah 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 blah. But, well, literally, no desire. There's no emotional response to to needing. I'm sorry, I'm <coughs> blocking you on the door. <laughs> All these pictures, by the way, um, they come from unsplash.com. I don't know if you know that site, but uh, great free pictures. Um, Yeah, I mean, do they really, really want what you have and really have a burning desire for it? If they do, that's great for your brand, because they'll probably buy your brand over anything else, despite what the other competitors do. Um, Two lovely examples. uh, New Coke. Going to take a pun that at least some people in the audience are as old. Oh, yeah, you know, you remember what it is. This came out, what, late, mid mid 80s, I think. Uh, bombed. Because there's nothing. What, what, actually, what is the difference to me when it says new coke? It looks like they just changed the logo slightly. I don't like that. I like the other logo. It looks nicer. Actually, it was a different set of ingredients, which made the, the taste change, which people didn't like. So it bombed. Uh, I, I don't know what to say about that. Generally, I wouldn't want to see one of the. Wannabe tribute band but uh, some people might you know uh, No ability. are you enabling the other person from a sort of practical point of view to to buy from you or buy into you it's not always just about a transaction here in terms of money or a sign up but there is this comes back to the belief issue whereby you're asking someone to part with something their time at least on your website or other media um, and if you enable them to enjoy being on your site or spending that time with you, then you have you have overcome an objection. Um, but in this particular case I'm talking about do they need specialist skills or knowledge or know-how or something in order to interact with you. Uh, you know if you this is a great example of that in that this the content on here is overcoming that need for specialist skills and knowledge. I can download that app, I can start doing it in 10 minutes' time, and I'll have the best app in the world, and it's a billions. But it won't, because I'm not a really good coder. Um, I love the coding joke, by the way, on the wall, if, anyone, if we've got the coders among us, SQRs, so, certainly that's techie joke. Are there any coders in here? There's got to be some. There was, I know. Yeah. Yeah, OK. <laughs> um, yeah, time, I love this one. Uh, 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 no time i'm in a rush i'm not in a rush it, it's uh time is this elastic thing uh, that we somehow always seem to feel like we don't have enough of well stop doing the stuff you don't really want to do and do that do the stuff you do but uh can can the person you're trying to sell to or market to do what you want them to do or what they want to do more importantly in the time that they have not the time frame that you are giving them Amazon, I think, pretty much nailed most things web-related when it comes to e-commerce. Uh, and perfect example, you know, you literally do not have to do anything other than click the Buy, buy button. It's already done. If your details are in there and you don't want to change the delivery address. It's just, it can't, you click the button, you find it, you click the button and it's, it's done. I don't think you could get easier than that unless you could do a voice buy or something like that. So, yeah, buy it now. Uh, and they're combining this other stuff here you know you've got the three hours and 23 minutes that's great it's kind of amplifying the sense of urgency or the sense that you will be satisfied within that time frame uh, and of course the free the free offer here your uh, objection yeah, the objection to paying for delivery I mean I, I always think you're gonna pay for delivery somewhere on the line it's just built into the price I, I'm not convinced it's free but, uh, apologies for the speedo shot I'll skip on from that but uh, um, do they perceive a threat or have a worry? And what do you class as a worry? And what do you class as a threat? That probably changes for every single person sitting in this room. It varies, but you need to find out from your customers. Um, I mentioned the uh, the uh, you know the, the tickets earlier when I was talking about buying, trying to buy them from flight of the Concorde stuff, and it went off to some dodgy site um, that actually had an HTTPS you know an SSL certificate. The browser was green and everything, and it nearly got me. But uh, um, I, I looked at the rest of the URL and uh, I, thankfully um, I did not get scammed, uh, but um, you know, there are technical threats and things like this that you, uh, are apparent, but also fears or, or worries that are a bit harder to discern. Now this was, I think, I, I didn't put the URL on, sorry, but I think it was British Airways website. Um, how to reserve your seat, English people, you know, for those of us that are uh, English how to reserve your seat. I worry terribly about booking train tickets and, and getting on a plane. I want to know where I'm sitting. I, I, I want to. I don't want to fight for it. I don't want to join the queue and have to wrestle people to the ground and get out my way and, to get where I need to get. I like to book this stuff way in advance. My worries disappear. I get on the plane, I know where I'm sitting. Uh, and again, nervous flyer. This is something um, they've ante- anticipated. I suppose quite obviously in the case of an airplane that people may feel nervous about getting on board a essentially what is a metal tin that rockets through the sky at 600 miles an hour. Um, so they're trying to address those worries and fears. Uh, yeah, quite literally no awareness. Uh, do they even know you have they heard of you? Who knows, who's seen this before? Anyone? There you go, but I bet you know when I if, when I tell you in a second. Uh, who, who makes this drink uh, It's Coca-Cola. Uh, and I used to sell this stuff when I worked for them years ago um, and it bombed, again, and it's not on sale, I don't think anymore in the UK, but it is in the rest of the world. Uh, but it was a competitor to Red Bull and you would have it in vodka and they called it a vodka burn. I don't know, it never really sold me on the idea, uh, but anyway, just goes to prove the point, you can have this lovely looking product, you can try and market it, um, but they weren't marketing it as a Coca-Cola product. They just marketed it as burr. Well, who the hell's heard of them? That's fine and whatever, but. Anyway, literally no understanding of what your offering is saying and you can probably all point to a website that's got mark- full of marketing fluff and waffle and the rest of it. Um, do they literally understand and get what your offer is quickly as well? I, I'm a big fan of WeTransfer, we partly because of the images they have on, on the homepage. But you're not gonna get something simpler than this. This is WeTransfer, it's for big files. Great, I've got a big file to send, I'm gonna bloody retransfer it. Okay, now the only thing is, oh, transfer Plus, this is great. And, I, and there's a massive difference between these two things. It makes it very easy to differentiate between a choice. It's not difficult. And that's the other thing I find a lot of, especially where a subscription is on offer. Perhaps for a magazine or for antivirus or whatever you get the three standard blocks and here 's the basic here's the here's the sort of advanced bit and here 's the bespoke one and they 're not comparable and I I, I I stumble then because i can 't tell the difference between the options and then it's then I try to uh, minimize the amount of cognitive load and the confusion that I feel uh, and I, and i and I try to then uh, Pair down the decision on on what is comparable and usually that's just price. So if you are offering something that has multiple options, make them comparable so that you can make that distinction. You're you're enabling the other person to make a distinction. Uh, No feeling, this comes back to, I suppose, belief in a way. What what do people feel for your brand, for your offering? Um, And do they themselves want to feel good buying from you? Uh, This is Toms, you've probably all heard of Toms, they make lovely shoes. Uh, Yeah, you know, if you buy a pair of Toms, they they, they, they give another pair free to to people who really need shoes for for nothing. They give them away for free. That's bloody brilliant. I love that. I would always buy a pair from from Toms rather than somewhere else because of that. If there was nothing else to differentiate them. Uh, same with innocent smoothies Uh, you know they have the big knit every year where uh, volunteers knit these lovely little hats put them on the put them on the drinks and they're in in the shops and you can instantly feel a little bit better about part of your money because you know at least some of it is going towards a good cause and not just to a a profit and loss sheet next steps i i i i I, uh, this is a big bugbear of mine in that uh, maybe that's because i'm slightly autistic but uh, can the person see the steps and can they actually take them as well? Um, Life without debt would be great, wouldn't it? If you didn't have any understanding of how the modern economy works. But, one, two, three, Uh, it's there, it's laid out for you. It's not hard to follow that. Okay, you might not understand, you might have more questions about what is in each stage, but at least it's prepping you, it's priming you. This is the process you're about to walk through. Here are the three steps, one, two, three, see if you qualify, all right, let's go on to the next stage. It keeps you moving. There's a sense of progress, a sense of understanding. Um, I, with with all the ones that, 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 with all the objections that I've, I've shown there, um, it might just be one of them that's really, really important to your customer. It might be all of them. It might be a different collection. It might be none of those things. But here we have Oh, the orange arrows now. So i will switched to orange from uh, um, red. This is great in, in Holt, it's this tiny little town just north of Norwich, it's like, know, 10,000 people or something. Uh, and this company, um, is it Grindstore? Yeah, Grindstore. Like, turns over 12 million pound a year. What the hell? It's, it's really bizarre about Norfolk, there are these little pockets of businesses that just do amazingly well and you would never know they existed. Um, but anyway, this uh, this kind of, every arrow points to some sort of objection that we <coughs> are trying to overcome. Um, the obvious one in the top left there is, this is official merchandise, great. So my, my objection is a fear about buying dodgy stuff that's come from wherever it's come from in the world. This is trying to address that. No, don't worry, it's genuine, it's okay, your money's safe, you're gonna buy something that is that is genuine. Uh, again, sale, there's a bit of time pressure there, or. Uh, maybe not time pressure, because it doesn't say when the sale ends. But anyway, there's some sort of incentive there. I suppose the word sale itself implies that it's not gonna last forever, so you're probably gonna feel a bit more, oh, I might wanna buy this now, sooner rather than later. Again, there's quality, there's the customer reviews from TripAdvisor. Uh, Again, it kind of repeats this official band merchandise quite a few places through it. Um, And I guess they're trying to combat all the cheap imports that come from wherever they come from. What else have we got there? Uh, oh, I mean, apart from the huge image of the product itself, so you can see what it is, uh, that's, that's great. Um, product info, oh, yeah, here we go. Ordering the next two, uh, kind of copying Amazon's trip there with the, with the time limit. Um, and, and the type of delivery as well, well the express delivery, it, it's kind of compounding this sense of you can have it now, you can get it now, and it's, it's coming right now. Uh, there's the product info, which is not deathly boring. I could probably do a little bit better. But anyway, it, it harks back to the album those of you that do have the album that's a track on it um, and then of course all this technical stuff as well that you might want to know I don't know, but, uh, and of course big red bag uh, big red button sorry um, add to bag uh, or save to it's giving you slightly different options as well so it, 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 it's it's giving you a way out or a way to delay your decision but not lose everything entirely this is what the, the wish list stuff is all about Uh, And again, just more customer reviews emphasizing the quality and the trust as well. Because you can buy this T-shirt anywhere. You really can. It's not something that's exclusive to this site. But if you get all of this kind of messaging on this particular site, and it wasn't on another one, I don't know, I think chances are you'll probably buy it from this one. This is answering more objections. Catering to more needs. and uh, Fundamentally, uh, answering all of these objections and needs and trying to uh, to understand your customers, if you do that well enough, you're going to convey a sense that you understand them and who doesn't want to be understood. It's a nice feeling. Um, and of course, if that happens, I, I think there's less risk of them leaving your website or whatever it is that they're, they're doing, um, or shop. Um, and if they're understood, well, why wouldn't that fuel their interest in you and their desire and maybe they'll take an action um, but of course it comes with a caveat like everything if you make these big promises and you you give out the impression you've understood someone you you need to make good on it you're going to have to keep your promises but it's fine if you do great you know, you end up with joy trust and, and and proof and they're probably going to come back to you as opposed to someone else especially if it was an enjoyable experience Ultimately, doing all that, you'll end up with a positive association with the friend. That's it. The end.